JM in the AM Monday morning broadcast. Well, I mentioned that the um, that for us, for Stacy and myself, it was a unique Shabbat this past Shabbat. We drove the uh, we drove the distance. And when you're in Manhattan, boy, <laughs> when you're used to when you used to not when you're used to not having to move on the Arab Shabbos to get anywhere, it was uh, quite an experience. Uh, took the journey out to uh, West Hampton Beach. Uh, the Hampton Synagogue was well worth the journey. I want to thank uh, uh, Rabbi Schneier, of course. I want to thank Rabbi and Mrs. Bronstein, who hosted us. Kenta Hurstick, who is simply remarkable. And um, everybody in the congregation. Uh, it was one of the more amazing and unique Shabbatot, frankly, of my adult life. And I asked the founding rabbi of the Hampton Synagogue, Rabbi Mark Schneier, to join me this morning uh, live via telephone just to uh, to thank him and to uh, do a little review of some of the things that uh, I experienced over this past Shabbat. Rabbi Schneier, a big thank you to you, and welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you. It was a pleasure having you. Very much appreciated. Well, I guess my first question, was this a typical Shabbat at the Hampton Synagogue? It was a typical Shabbat, maybe a bit less typical because of the deluge, our modern-day flood we experienced <laughs> on Saturday. Um, yes, we had an excess of 500 people, but typically we'd have closer to six or 700 people. But in terms of the quality of the service, in terms of Cantor Hershik and the choir, um, having guest personalities, like we heard from uh, New York State Controller Tom DiNapoli, um, having a litany of American uh, Jewish leaders there. Um, yes, it was very typical. You know, it's it's interesting. Yeah. DiNapoli's a good friend. I didn't realize how good a friend of our community he was until I heard him speak in your synagogue. He, um, if you recall, I refer to him as Ben Byatt right. at the Hampton Synagogue. Uh, he frequents our congregation. He has many friends uh, at the synagogue. He very much inspired us the same year that um, New York State hit its threshold of purchasing in excess of $160 million of Israel bonds. Uh, that was the same year he challenged us to break the American synagogue record that had been $4.9 million in terms of Israel bond campaign. The Ham Synagogue, we hold a record of $11.3 million. So um, we have this ongoing challenge in terms of uh, what both uh, New York State and the Hampton Synagogue can do for uh, the state of Israel. Mm. So you, shat- and, you shattered that record. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we, we shattered. In fact, you should know, three weeks ago, we were very honored. I know, uh, Nachum, you're very familiar with Ellie Beer, the founder of United Hatzalah. Sure. And uh, we hold the global record, um, you know, that... Um, Ellie was instrumental in creating the Ampu cycle, mm-hmm. and uh, each Ampu cycle costs uh, thirty-six thousand dollars. The Hampton Synagogue last few years, we have uh, purchased for them forty-two ambulance cycles, five ambulances. It's a gift of over two point four million dollars, and I'm just not throwing out numbers here. I think one of the uh, unique qualities of this congregation that it's a platform uh, for philanthropy, for helping others. You know, being a rabbi's son as I am, being a rabbi's son as you are, 
uh, you know, typically rabbis are very, very versed in bringing in outside institutions and organizations. Uh, some of concern as to how that might impact on the financial well-being of um, you know their own congregations. Right. We created the Hampton Synagogue really to be a platform uh, to serve others. So whether it's United Hatzalah, whether it's Israel Bonds, whether whether it's uh, UJA, whether it's many institutions and hospitals in Israel, uh, within the synagogue world, you know, we're proud. In terms of our philanthropy, we hold record after record after record, not only here in the United States, but globally as well. Rabbi Mark Schneier with us, founding rabbi of the Hampton Synagogue. I was impressed by not just the generosity, but the enthusiastic generosity. You're surrounded by people, it seems, congregants, board members, etc., who are not just generous and have the capability to do what you just described, but they, have, they seem to have a certain energy about them, a real desire to get involved in the causes you bring in front of them? Well, the whole synagogue is about energy. It's about spirituality. I find it very disturbing that, uh, you know, or, or very unfortunate that there's so many Orthodox uh, synagogues and institutions that on Shabbat are, are lacking, you know, that sense of spirituality and the energy and the dynamism. Um... You know, the, the Hampton Synagogue experience, it's all about energy. Um, it's all about, you know, giving back not only to your community, but to the uh, greater community. And probably, you know, one demographic that I'm particularly, particularly proud of, that uh, I would say at least three-quarters of the congregation is non-Orthodox. You know, we have a very strong Orthodox core, um, but yet, you know, we attract, you know, many, many, you know, prominent, distinguished families that are not members of Orthodox synagogues, let's say back in the city, but are very active and very supportive. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's no secret that, um, at this stage of our, uh, growth at the Hampton Synagogue, we have annually, uh, 36 families that contribute to the Hampton Synagogue between 18000 up to $150,000 a year. That's 36 families. The phenomenon that out of the 36 families, only seven are Orthodox, only seven are Shomer Shabbos. And we have this, we're, we're, we're late in force, not only for the Orthodox community, but for the greater Jewish community. And I believe it's a wonderful paradigm uh, for other shuls to emulate as well. And it's amazing, for those of us who think only the Orthodox are attracted to ritual, uh, in torrential rainstorms and in, you know, sometimes early morning, uh, early morning start times, still the people you described are enthusiastic enough to, to be at the service and be part of it and to really experience it. Which leads to my next question. You know that we are dominated here by the world of Jewish music, and uh, there's no question that your cantor, Natanel Hirschstick, is such an integral part, and the choir, integral part of the service you just described. Uh, wh when did you know this was a good shidduch, the Hampton Synagogue and cantor Hirschstick? Well, I, I, I think it goes back to my childhood Nachum. Um, you know, in fact, I, um, when I introduced, if you recall, Saturday morning we had uh, Izzy Tapuchi, who's right. the... Um, uh, the new president of the uh, Birthright Foundation, and I spoke how Izzy and I 
how we share a uh, similar addiction, and that's for Chazanus. And, uh, you know, listen, you know, cantorial music is, uh, you know, one of my uh, magnificent obsessions, if not preoccupations. <laughs> but it has to be done on, on a very, very high level. And we believe that we have, you know, the preeminent cantor of our generation. We have a preeminent choir, it's a professional choir. All of our choir members sing in the uh, New York Opera. Uh, we have 14 choir members of, uh, of the 14, seven officiates with Cantor Hershik every Shabbat uh, for the holidays. It's up to 11. Look, I, I think that having a good rabbi and having a good chazan is an unbeatable team. Uh, too many rabbis, uh, when it comes to cantors, they're insecure. Too many cantors, when it comes to rabbis, you know, they're insecure. Uh, we have, uh, in our 28-year history, we have a tradition of having some uh, extraordinary uh, chazanim. Uh, Natana Hershik is now entering his 14th year. Um, at the Hampton Synagogue, and music is a very, very powerful medium. I, you know, I spoke about spirituality, and uh, when you come to the Hampton Synagogue, it's like going to Lincoln Center. The only difference is you're not a spectator, but you're a participant. But the music is on that level, and that is clearly you know a source of uh, great energy and excitement and why people come from all over the world to experience both the Shabbat and holiday services at the Hampton Center. And we'll have an opportunity to speak with Natanel before the uh, landmark Slichos service, and uh, Rabbi Bronstein also is going to be joining us at some point. I want to discuss with him the incredible voluminous programming that uh, I experienced and that seems to be part of the average uh, Shabbat and average week at the Hampton Synagogue. I was curious about uh, about one thing, and that was the um, you know the impression the impression, and I could speak, I think, as a representative of many around the world, the impression is that the Hampton Synagogue, the way people describe the service, the uh, the sanctuary, the the legendary Kiddush after davening, etc., uh, I was expecting a, a structure that could hold, I don't know, 1,000, 1,500 people, and I don't know what the zoning and building rules are out there in West Hampton, but was there ever a consideration that this would be, in fact, a, a uh, legendary large edifice compared to the to the large but more modest facility that you're in? Well, uh, again, I think it's uh, quality over quantity. You know, when we first built the actual sanctuary in 1994, no one ever uh, you know, could dream that uh, we, we would enjoy such uh, an exponential growth. Um, I think that, you know, I mean, you know, truth be told, we're, we're a mid-sized congregation. Right. Uh, we're 300 families. Yes, we attract you know many people, many guests and you know visitors on the weekend. But you know we're a congregation of 300 families. But uh, as a congregation of 300 families, we're this mighty latent force in terms of um, uh, our commitments and 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 our contributions to um, the uh, Jewish world, uh, to the state of Israel. So it's always been. A congregation of uh, quality, and uh, you should also know that in synagogue culture, the more they stand, the more they come. You never want a shul with empty seats. Right. So the sanctuary seats about 
350 people, then the door is open, then we have hundreds and hundreds of people sitting outside. Right, and that's impressive, even in a torrential rainstorm, how there's an overflow crowd. Uh, The only, let me know if I'm right on this, uh, the only daily minion uh, for for a long distance in every direction. 75-mile radius, correct. 75-mile radius, the only... Year-round. Year-round. So this morning there was a minion, and and in February and March there'll be a minion. Correct. That is correct. <laughs> Pretty amazing. People need to know that, by the way. It's a real public service. People need to know that it's available oh, you. because, you know, the uh, uh, the crowd on Long Island, no matter what time of year, uh, can always use a minion. And when no, you... and, and in, in the winter months, you know, in January yeah. or February, you know, it's quite a challenge. But uh, we, we always provide a minion. We're the only daily minion within a 75-mile radius. And if, God forbid, someone needs to say Kandish, you know, they know that... Uh, they can rest assured that they'll have that minion here. Rabbi uh, Schneier, I uh, greatly appreciate it. We had an amazing time. I thank, thank you, you very, Nicole. very much. And I was I was impressed that there's some JMM listeners out there, even in the, in the deep part of Long Island, Baruch Hashem. Well, considering <laughs> we're all from the city, we, we, we carry our enthusiasm for you even out to the heavens. <laughs> much appreciated. I take this opportunity to wish you a great year ahead. We'll be speaking more about the synagogue coming up. Tadarabat to you. All right. It was wonderful having you. Greatly appreciated. There he is, Rabbi Mark Schneier, founding rabbi of the Hampton Synagogue. It was, for us, a unique and fascinating and wonderful, frankly, uh, Shabbat Rosh Chodesh. We had that added benefit. We weren't just there for Shabbos. We had the Kenter Hirschdick for uh, for Hallel, for Atiyotzarta, the beautiful ceremony that uh, Shabbat morning is when Rosh Chodesh coincides with it. It was really cool and really wonderful. And uh, a great experience. 25 minutes before 9 o'clock. More coming up. You are listening to a Monday morning broadcast at JM in the AM.